Hello, my friends. This is Sam Urea speaking to you right now from London. I haven't posted a episode for the podcast in a while. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back. I've just had a pretty busy summer and, um, yeah, man, I love making the TikTok videos and posting my podcast, but sometimes you just get, you. what happens is you lose the momentum. And when you lose the momentum, then you start doing other things and you forget that, you you know, you want to post things and that you want to, at least for me, I want to share informative stuff to you guys as I travel the world. So uh, one of those things that I want to introduce you guys today that could, I don't know, benefit you, benefit somebody else uh is called the Portuguese D7 visa. So just to give you a little bit of background, I was invited to stay with uh, about 20 individuals. Um, It was a friend who set up this digital nomad camp in Lisbon, the capital of Portugal. And I was very interested in in attending because I just uh, had been to Portugal once, but I felt like I hadn't really explored it as well as I could have. I also had only spent a very short period there. And when I went, it was uh, during the pandemic, so I was able to travel to to be there, but I wasn't really able to go out. A lot of things were shut down. So anyways, uh, my adventure in Lisbon finished last week. I stayed for around 25 or 26 days. So let's just call it a month. And man, you know, it it was really fun. It was really fun to get to know Lisbon as much as I did and uh, feel like uh, like I was really part of the, the living culture that is there. And I met a lot of people and I mainly met people that were from, from other countries. So um, th- there's a very big reason for that. And it's that Portugal is slowly becoming a huge hub for people who can work remote or people who have passive incomes Uh, a lot of us who work remote we obviously have passive incomes because we're able to sustain ourselves by working uh, from anywhere all we need is a wi-fi connection or a cellular connection or however uh, you know, however many different ways there are that people actually work and, and make money in different locations. And that is the way that people make their money. But passive income could also include people who are gaining rent from, I don't know, uh, for example, I, I know people that travel and they don't really work, they're students, and they lease or sublease their apartments in whatever city they live in, and for example, Europe or even the United States. And they make pretty good money based on that rental uh or that property uh rental money that they that they're able they're able to receive so um these are all important pieces of information that i wanted to point out because if you've ever thought about moving from the united states and i will be honest with you guys i went back to the u.s and i stayed in the u.s after almost a year of travels for about a month and a half i was in africa and i got malaria i got sick I will tell you more about that later, but um, I went back to the U.S. and the inflation was so high, man. Like gas was so expensive. Just I'd been traveling the world for such a long time and I'd been used to the cost of living most places around the world being so cheap 
that when I went back to the U.S., I was like, I, I don't know if I can be here. Like, I just felt like I was overspending for everything. I mean, let alone just having a car and going somewhere and being like, am I really going to spend like, am I, am I really filling up my tank with double the amount of money that I was uh, filling it up with last year? So inflation is getting pretty bad. And in the United States, depending on what city you live in, because, for example, my city in, in the U.S. is Sacramento. So California, as we know, is a very expensive state. And I can't speak for other states. Maybe other states are not as bad. Uh, but I also do know wages in other states are lower. So it all becomes equivalent kind of wherever you are. Unless we're speaking San Francisco or New York. Those cities are so overpriced. It is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, anyways, I was in the U.S. and I was like, you know what? I, I love being here. I, lo I definitely love California. There's nothing... I mean, a lot of people can say whatever they want about like the homeless population and uh, different problems. But, you know, every place in every corner of the world has a problem. My main issue was just spending. Um, so I was spending a lot of money and I was just didn't want to do it any longer. So I decided to go to Colombia, my birthplace. And in Colombia, you really have such freedom when it comes to living um it's just very low currency and it was getting even lower while i was there uh meals are under three bucks um if you want airbnbs i mean let alone like really luxurious airbnbs you're gonna you know like a regular airbnb is gonna cost you thirty dollars a night and a really luxurious one is gonna cost you a hundred bucks like for a hundred bucks a night somewhere in colombia you're gonna get a really really cool place anyways that's beside the point what i'm trying to say here guys and i'm sorry that i'm just talking on and on i tend to do this is if you take your dollars elsewhere if you move your dollars if you live in in the united states and you're making decent money and will make decent money i don't know let's say you make four thousand dollars a month even two thousand dollars a month two thousand three thousand four thousand five six seven eight Obviously, even more is great. And you want to have those dollars go a way longer way. Move to a different country. Now, that sounds a little bit extreme because people have families. People have attachments to wherever they live. Most people in the United States that I know don't really think of about the idea of moving. And if they do, they do within the United States. And rightly so. I mean, I, I don't expect people to think that it's easy to move to, to a country uh, or a different country. But I will tell you guys that it is better to move with the times. In, and that's not really me saying move with the times in the sense of move somewhere or move like your physical location, move out to, to a different place. What I mean is when there's kind of a trend when there's kind of a trajectory of of things happening around the world i think it's better if you kind of hop in that current and you let it take you up and that's kind of the reason that i started traveling as well i was like well i think in the future a lot of people are going to be traveling the world while working on their computers and obviously i'm not the first and i'm not the last definitely not the first and that is why i just went for it 
and I felt like I jumped on it a little bit er a little bit early. I wasn't sure how I was gonna survive, but it I've done it, and now I'm here, and I feel like it's only gonna get more popular. And as I travel and as I went to Portugal, I noticed way more people are being able to do this, and they're you know leaving their home countries, leaving their home cities, and they're moving uh, to a completely new location. But that is facilitated by um, the visa that I'm going to go into a little bit more now. So in Portugal has this D as in David, seven, the number seven. So D7 visa. And to be honest with you guys, it is not that hard to get. I'm not saying you can just show up because you do have to be in the United States to be able to get this visa, meaning you have to file for it while being in the United States. But what I'm saying is it's just following simple steps. So if you want to, in the future, move to a new continent, new country, just get a fresh start, Portugal is making it a lot easier. So the number one thing is you need to make at least 750 euro a month. Now, the euro used to be a little bit higher than the dollar in terms of, of current uh, currency value, and it still is, but it, it's almost the same. So when I say $750, or sorry, 750 euros, you can count that as being around $750, maybe $770, something like that, which we know that in the United States, rent anywhere is at least a thousand, unless you're staying in like an individual room or you have some sort of very beneficial agreement with something or someone rent is pretty expensive so 750 bucks for a u.s citizen is a doable margin now you have to prove that that's how much you make because this is a very key that is the minimum wage in portugal so we might think it's europe we might think it's euros we might think it's also a developed country Or I don't know what you guys think, but I just think Europe is a developed continent at least. And they have a, a kind of, kind of a, a very low <laughs> minimum wage. I mean, imagine if the minimum wage in the United States was 750 euro. But that kind of goes to show that if that is how much some people make in the population um, a month, then the cost of living must be significantly lower for somebody to be able to afford a lot of things with just that $750 margin. So I think that's probably your hardest step. The hardest requirement is, can I make $750 a month while I'm in Portugal? And also number key, uh, sorry, uh, another key factor is It cannot be from working in Portugal. You can't just move to Portugal, work for somebody, and get this money. You have to have, once again, passive income. Now, another requirement is getting a Portuguese tax ID number. Um, you can apply for this at a um, service point in Portugal. So, I mean, I'm going to touch base on this a little bit later on. But you will want to go to Portugal to kind of feel things out and and maybe um try to to see if if portugal could be even an option for you to move to and if you have a u.s passport you have 90 days within 
um, the area, so the country, um, to remain as a tourist. So if you just have a passport and you buy a ticket to Lisbon, that's all you need. There are no COVID tests. There's no visa to just go as a tourist. So what you could do is you could go as a tourist, kind of backpack it or plan ahead and get a place or if you have a buddy or whatever. Go to Portugal, stay for a month, stay for two. Once again, you can stay up to 90 days. So that's around three months. And just give it a try. See if you like it. And if you do, maybe right before you leave, what you can do is get this tax ID number and also requirement number three i'm going to go over them again number one requirement 750 dollars. number two tax id number three portuguese bank account and those things those the the, the, the two um number two and number three are things that you should do in while in portugal so in a way this visa kind of wants you to go to portugal as a tourist first and give it a try you know how are you going to know if you like it if if you don't even go so it's a good thing that they ask for these things because they're kind of telling you okay you know come check it out if you like it then at least take two of the steps um to secure this visa and then um you will be able to um apply for it um while you're in portugal you should also you know speak to uh immigration lawyers or somebody who's, who knows how to do the process and facilitate it for you. But um, I, th I think it's an amazing opportunity for people. And this will give you um, an ability to stay in Portugal for about 16 months um, uninterrupted. So I, you have to stay in Portugal, though. I mean, if you're going to require, if you're going to ask for a visa, Portugal wants you to actually comply with it. They want you to stay there for a, a period of a year up to um, i'm seeing different types of information so once again i'm not an expert i'm just gathering information and trying to give it to you guys in a way that is a little bit more simple but um yeah 16 months um it says right here that the page that i'm looking at uh, you must be there uninterrupted i do think it's closer to a year though I'm, I've, I've been looking at a lot of other websites and it says a year so that's something that uh that maybe needs a little bit more confirmation, more clear clarification. So yeah, man, I think the the visa is great. Um just to kind of go over the benefits of, of being in Portugal. I mean, it's sunny weather most of the year. That the winter does get a little bit chilly, but it's nothing compared to the rest of the rest of Europe. And if you're there for spring, if you're there for summer and fall. Um, you're going to get a lot of clear skies. Um, you're going to have an opportunity to visit um, the Algarve sec uh, region of the country, which are amazing oceanic views, rock formations, beach town, um, just overall positive, cool vibes. You're going to get to meet a lot of people from different parts of the world who are all applying for this visa. And I'm actually going to have... Uh, one of my friends who I met there, who's from Turkey, um, come on the podcast and tell us more about this. Um, yeah, you can, um, while being there, obviously, you you'll also be able to attend their schooling system. So while being there, you can actually be part of uh, 
a program, an academic program if, if you want. And um, you can also apply for something that's called a non-habitual resident tax. And then it allows expats to pay only 20% of taxes or also be completely excluded from tax payment requirements. Um, then after living in Portugal for a specific period of time, you will also be eligible for a permanent residence permit, which will then op- open the opportunity to apply for Portuguese citizenship. So, I mean, guys, just to break it down, simplify it for you. If you make at least $750 and you have a U.S. passport, you save up some money, go to Portugal, check it out. You can pretty much find a brand new path into possible citizenship in Europe. And the great thing about the visa is you have up to a year, once again, not confirmed, up to a year to be here. Obviously, you can extend it. It doesn't mean that you get this visa and then you have to go after a year. If you're happy, you apply for a longer permit. But you can also travel within the Schengen region, which is a uh, list of different countries in Europe that are part of the Schengen Agreement. And that will also allow you to travel around Europe. And you won't have to see if you've completed 90 days or if you've accumulated 90 days in, in the Schengen area, which is something that you have to do if you only go with a tourist visa. So, um, yeah, guys, I wanted to post this episode just to break it down for you and make you believe, you know, if, if somebody's out there listening and you're not sure how to, how to start, you're not sure if this is even possible, which clearly it is, but if you need some references, if you need more inspiration, if you need more information, then I'm more than happy to help. Um, I think the world is slowly going to head in this direction where a lot of um, immigration paths are going to be facilitated by the ability to work. Uh, It used to be that people were just bouncing around, going from country to country. But as a traveler myself, I will tell you, stability is also a good thing to have. So it may not be stability back at home with the people you know, with the same uh, environment, but you will want to find stability as a traveler um, and that is why these sort of visas, I do believe, are going to be um, more popular. And Portugal is not the only country. So stay tuned because I will probably come out with more information, more content in regards to countries that have these sort of uh, programs. So anyways, guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram and I will catch you guys at the next one. Bye bye.